0: Welcome to Brain Ignition Radio. Here I share with you all of the knowledge and resources I've gained as it relates to nutrition, exercise, and brain health. By sharing these interesting case studies, in-depth discussions, and research, I hope that we can learn together and improve our current health and the health of future generations. I'm your host, Chet Binning, and I thank you for tuning in. hey guys welcome and thank you for tuning in to the first episode of brain ignition radio the first of many so today we're going to talk about exercise and mental health so specifically how exercise affects things like mood or anxiety or stress or even depression so I wanted to talk about this today because I've been doing some presentations the last couple days for some elementary school students, so grade sevens and grade eights, and we've been talking about the importance of exercise for mental health and specifically depression, because this is obviously a a really hot topic nowadays. You know, everyone, um, I mean, everyone in the world, but especially in in Ontario and our surrounding area, regardless um, of what your you know statuses your job your occupation whatever tough times and certainly this is going to be more prevalent than ever I suspect and there's already some signs of that so anyways what we're gonna do today is I'm gonna share with you some of these questions that the students had because as I was doing these talks looking over the questions I realized that these are probably similar questions that everybody has not just kids but adults too because If this isn't something that you've looked into in your free time or studied like I did so I I was you know this is my my biggest passion so for several years now I've been digging into this on my own reading books podcasts um, you know doing a master's about the brain because I was so interested about it but the point is if if this isn't really an interest we just don't hear about this stuff right so this isn't very well known and that's why I want to share it with you as well because like I said there's some awesome questions here from these kids and I think you guys might have some of the same and I think you'll find this cool and 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 useful. So what we're going to do is I'm going to share with you a couple of these questions first. Um, I'll just answer them kind of briefly and then towards the end I'm going to dig into a couple studies and, and look at some things in a little bit more detail. I'm still gonna keep these pretty brief at least for now I want to keep these to about 10 or 20 minutes max and keep in mind that if you are listening to just the audio version that's cool you'll be able to get everything from that but these will also be on YouTube and so if you want to see the actual studies the graphics maybe some of the images in them, the headlines and whatnot check it out on YouTube and that'll be the best place so let's kick it off with some of these questions now like I said there's some really good questions here some some clever ones from from these young kids grade seven and eight mostly so first question we talked about exercise being good for um, things like anxiety stress but I gave the example of using it before something that makes you extra nervous so tests or i use the example of presentations because this is a true story i used to be completely terrified of presenting or talking in front of people even something like this i would have never imagined doing but what i found was if i used exercise before and it was never much you know 20 30 minutes even I felt so much better during that presentation I didn't have the jitters the sweaty hands as much I could put a sentence together I was more confident I could think clearly fast forward a couple years it's literally my day job now so my job is to give presentations to talk in front of people and when we're not on lockdown to go in front of groups and speak so this is a good example, this is just to show you that A, the brain is totally plastic, right? So this was a, a real fear of mine. My brain was wired to fear people looking at me, listening to me. But I used exercise to hack into that and rewire this. So, like I said, the question was, is exercise only good for this? So, you know, improving your anxiety or stress or whatever, because it takes your mind off things. So clever question from this student. So the answer, no. So that's certainly part of it. It it absolutely takes your mind off of it. We all know what this feels like. If you um, are really stressed about something, going for a walk or a run or whatever, helps because it takes your mind off things. But it's not that simple. There's a lot of different chemicals and hormones and signals at play that are going on between body and brain and in your brain that actually cause us to take our mind off things, but also make us feel calmer. So I'm just gonna give you super simple example, um, just one of these, because there is hundreds of different ways and we're gonna to get to those, but one of the ways is just by lowering cortisol. So if we use the presentation example, When I was up there giving the talk, my cortisol was absolutely through the roof. I can guarantee that because when we're stressed, cortisol increases. Cortisol causes things like causes us to sweat, um, dilates our pupils, releases a lot of energy into our bloodstream, causes your hair to stand up. And this is ironically the same response you get during exercise but the point of this is that we know that exercise actually lowers the amount of cortisol we get in response to stressors so this is just one simple example one specific pathway of how exercise actually physiologically makes us feel better next question how does exercise Do this so this question is in response to um, how exercise can improve learning actually so I gave the example of using exercise as a tool either before after or during something that we're trying to learn and it improves our capacity to learn that and one of the ways it does this is by stimulating neuroplasticity and or neurogenesis so neuroplasticity is forming new connections throughout brain cells throughout your brain so you can think of this like um, say tree branches so you have all these tree branches throughout your brain each branch codes for a skill or a memory or a task or a habit or something we've learned The thicker the branch the stronger that memory or skill so take a skill for example if someone's really good at stick handling hockey player of course divert to this if someone's really good at that and can just do it automatically subconscious without thinking about it that's a really thick branch okay and how do we get these thick branches and get more of these branches well exercise can actually trigger that it causes neuroplasticity so that's why if you use exercise and again it doesn't have to be much before or after some type of thing or skill you're trying to learn it can reinforce that helps you learn it faster so this is why for example um, and athletes they'll they'll completely agree with this this is why your memories of playing a sport, a game, a specific event are so vivid, so powerful, and you'll probably never forget them. It's because you were forming that memory during constant exercise. That's one major reason. So last question, which is from the students, is how did they find this info? So again, really cool question. So they're wondering how did they find this Find this out that exercise is good for your brain so of course this started with animal studies so particularly mice and rat studies and what researchers would do so scientists from around the world what they would do is they would put these animals through quote-unquote exercise programs so you can put a mouse on a treadmill um, I did this during my own research to stimulate the effects of an exercise program So what they do is they take several groups. For example, one group might be using that treadmill doing that exercise uh, program. The other group would not. And then what they do is they compare them. So afterwards they open up the brain and they look at what has changed. And you can look at things like neuroplasticity, uh, stress signals and chemicals, different hormones, the immune system in the brain. And what we find over and over and over again is that exercise has these beneficial healthy outcomes so the outcome is better than that group that does not go through the exercise program and of course now a lot of this has been replicated in human studies Clearly, you can open up someone's brain while they're still alive and slice it up and look at it, but you can do other things, right? You can ask them uh, questions, put them through different tests, or of course, you can um, take a blood or a saliva sample, and that gives you a lot of information about how things are changing as well from exercise. So those are the initial questions, guys, and I'm going to show you a couple studies now some really cool studies so this is from again if you're if you're on youtube you'll be able to see this if you're listening to the audio you won't that's totally fine i'll talk you through it but this is from a free ebook that i put together a few weeks back i was motivated to put this together because so mainly because of the gym lockdowns that have been going on but really because this is a time when mental health is absolutely gonna be a problem for more people than ever probably. And what really frustrates me is that still, still, we're, we're how long into this issue, there is absolutely no mention whatsoever from mainstream media, politicians, you name it, about the importance of exercise not only for mental health because that's what people are going to be struggling with but also for immune health and just being resilient at this time with this virus um but anyways we're not going to dig into that too much right now point being um, you guys can get this for free if you wish i'll add the link to the show notes if you like but i want to start with a a simple Uh, review paper so this is a piece of research that basically compiles a ton of different studies that have been done and then they look at those together so they say out of all these different studies that have looked at exercise and depression because that's what we're going to focus specifically on now is depression does exercise um, help this is it beneficial and the conclusion from this particular one so this was published in frontiers in pharmacology i'm just going to read you the conclusion so they found that 12 meta-analyses or review papers concluded that exercise is an evidence-based medicine for depression evidence-based medicine for depression i'm going to say that again so this isn't just something that oh, you know, I heard exercise is good for the brain and makes sense, takes my mind off things. Well, yeah, but there's so much more to it, guys. So, so much research has been done and has shown this is a therapeutic option. The benefits are real. And this just summarizes that. So before we wrap this up, I'm going to show you a couple specific mechanisms that explain why this is the case, why exercise is actually therapeutic for mental health. Now before I do that, we have to be familiar with one of the major targets of depression. So one of the major targets is serotonin. So maybe you've heard of this. This is a neurotransmitter in the brain. Serotonin, when we release this, when it binds to its receptors, basically improves our mood. Um, not going to overcomplicate it improves our mood and so one of the uh, targets of treatment for depression is serotonin so you've probably heard of SSRIs or selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors what these drugs do is they selectively block the reuptake of serotonin so what this does is it allows serotonin to remain in the space in between neurons, which allows that positive mood or that positive feeling to remain present for longer. So this sounds amazing and everything, um, but there's a lot of conflicting data on how well these actually work, and maybe we can talk about that in in a different episode. But anyways, this is important because other studies, including exercise ones, Focus on this, they focus on serotonin. So, this first paper, the first of two we're going to talk about, this first one found that those with the highest levels of what's called KYN or kynurinin had the highest levels of inflammation and had the most severe depression. Okay, so highest levels of KYN also had the highest inflammation and also the most severe depression. So what the hell is KYN? So kynurenin. so this is one of these signals I was talking about that when we have high levels of this, it basically quote unquote steals our serotonin. So what it does is it takes the precursor to serotonin known as tryptophan and it pushes it down a different pathway, it pushes it down what's um, a toxic pathway if you will. So instead of that tryptophan going on to make serotonin, which makes you feel good, have a, a good mood, it pushes it down a pathway that eventually leads to um, toxic metabolites. And so what this study is showing is that when we have more push down that pathway, we get more inflammation, and whether that comes before or after is a separate story, and more depression so this kyn then is a also a target right because we want to prevent it or block it or lower it so that we get our serotonin and feel good so this is where things get wicked so stick with me here so this final piece of research we're going to talk about today so this was published in the journal cell Pretty prestigious journal, actually. So really cool finding. So what they found was that after just three weeks of exercise, participants had an increase in an enzyme in their muscles called kinerinin amino transferase. So who cares? What is this? The reason this is so cool is because this enzyme which they found was increased in our muscles from exercise, prevents that KYN, kynurenin, from stealing your serotonin. So what it does is it takes that KYN and it converts it into what's called kynurenic acid. So ultimately what's going on here is this enzyme becomes increased in your muscles from exercise It takes that KYN which was stealing your serotonin and it instead converts it into basically an an inactive metabolite which can't even enter your brain and so it can't even touch your serotonin at all so this is like I said wicked this is one of my favorite pieces of research of all time and indeed they found that this does correlate with um, mood so Not only was there this um, signal from our muscles, but it also correlates with different mood outcome. So really cool stuff. Um, Again, if you guys want the video of that, you can check it out on YouTube. If you want the ebook, we're gonna talk about this more, but if you want that, it's free. I'll uh, toss the link in the show notes. But that's all for today. If you guys have any questions or suggestions for future topics feel free to just reach out to me on any of the platforms i listed below but until next time hope you guys have a healthy week and stay active